Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 120 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Morning. Or, well, I guess it's afternoon for you. We, we always well, have that it, weird... It just became afternoon. So, yeah. <laughs> just, well, just got to afternoon. And then, <laughs> you know, people will be listening to this at any time, too. So, it could be morning or afternoon when you're listening to this. Or evening, you know? Whenever, whenever you feel like listening. So. <laughs> exactly. But I'll say good morning because I'm still waking up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that. I, I, I get that. Makes sense. I, you know, I, it's it's a little weird because I'm getting close now to like my trip coming up here and I'm getting all the emails from Disney like, you know, what to expect, this thing. They make you like, I don't know if you guys know this, but now like a thing is when like right before you go, they send you like an email and they make you like acknowledge that you read over their guidelines and that you are still coming. Like, <laughs> like literally you have to click a thing that says you're still coming. Hmm. Yeah. They send That's, you an email on that. Isn't that interesting? Uh, I totally get that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, with the, with the way things are, you know, people are, it, it's a lot more volatile. So, yeah. you know, they want to try and rebook the rooms if possible. And also, you know, making sure that people have read the guidelines seems to yeah. be a hard thing. Like, you You'd think we all would have read them by now, but you'd think yeah. so. You think so. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm. I mean, I'm definitely getting excited for uh, for my trip coming up here. It's just you know, still, it's just about a month away now, so that's that's exciting. I can't um, wait. I, yeah. I can't wait for an actual trip report. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I, I can't wait to actually take a trip and just go somewhere. It's, I feel like I've been in my house, uh, you know, 24-7 for that, which isn't true. But, you know, I've mostly mostly been in my house for the past year, so it would be nice to go somewhere different. Yeah, for sure. So, anyway, do you guys want to get right into some questions here? Yeah, sure yeah. do. All right. Jody wants to know thoughts on future of FastPass. When will it come back? Will it be different? Would you like Fast? What would you like FastPass to look like when it returns? I feel like that last question we've talked about a bunch of times because Damon wants it to be like you pay for it and you know yeah like Max Pass yeah yeah, yeah. which That's what Damon talked about before which I I think that makes sense but the whole um, when will it come back I, I think is the big deciding factor and I I'm leaning towards like early next year. I, I don't see them doing okay. anything major until the end of this year with fast pass. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's hard to know really. Right. I, th- I think it doesn't come back until they're back at like a hundred percent capacity, right. Till they're completely open back up. Like I, I, I'm just feeling like that's the case. Cause I mean, part of the reason they shut fast pass down and this is the reason that they said, and I, I think it's a valid reason is, you know, for to allow distancing within the lines and to also, you know, in some lines to use that extra space, uh, you know, as, as queue space for, uh, for the distancing. So, um, you know, so I, and that makes sense to me. So I, I think a lot of it, you know, will be once they get back to a hundred percent, they're not having to distance the lines anymore. Um, I do think that at some point that they're going to go to, uh, I, I think they're going to go to a more of a hybrid system. I, if you look at like, um, I forget which park it is. I feel like it's, I want to say it's Disneyland Paris. They have like, they have both a paid version and a free version. I could see them going that route at Disney world, going like with a free tier and a paid tier. 
And I think that's actually the case at, or I shouldn't say this because I'm probably wrong at this point because it's been a few years, but I think they had something similar at Disneyland as well. Like oh, in yeah. California. Because yeah. yeah. the Max Pass was, it was the paid premium tier. And and I can't remember what the feature was around it. There, there was something, actually, yeah, I think I know what it was. It was literally just that you could do the bookings from your phone from in, in the app. Yeah, you whereas, could do it sooner or have priority, right? Well, well, no, the other option was um, they still had the old FastPass booths. Like, you didn't get yes, the ticket anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so, you, so if you wanted to do it, you know, free, you would still have to walk up and get your FastPass, which, you know, sounds great, except when you're running – all over the park to get fast passes. I don't know if you ever had to do that with the, yeah, the yeah. booths. Yeah. yeah we've had uh, arguments yeah. on the show before where I felt like that was super inefficient. Uh, you know, and, and Damon has felt like that was like the way to do things. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I, you know, back to your point about the, you know, hundred percent capacity before we see fast passes. I think, I think that is going to be one of the major deciding factors. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking that it will come, like, like, because they have the fiftieth coming in October, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's going to be busy. But I think that because of the park reservations, that's going to be the big control there. And they may not be back at a hundred percent by the fiftieth. I know, I know they would probably want to be, but I, I think it'll definitely be a matter of, you know, probably into late into this year, you won't see anything, and then. I wouldn't be surprised if we get an announcement kind of when the hundredth is starting that, you know, like, Oh, in the new year, look out for, you know, a new fast pass option or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see them waiting to, to like to, to 2022 to go ahead and launch like a new system or phasing it back in or something like that. I, I, I don't, I don't really know though what it's going to look like. I do think they're going to take this opportunity to make some changes though. And, and I do, I wonder if there's, I don't think that they're going to make it all pay. I do feel like there's still going to be a free tier there. I, I just, I just don't think that it's going to. It, that they would do it that way. You know, I, I just, it just doesn't feel like that's something that they're going to do. They've had it free for this long. It feels like they would still have a free option and, and have some sort of paid option along with it. But well, mm. I mean, who knows though? I, you know, I just, that just seems to be what they, I think that, that they're going to do. But uh, as to when it comes back, it's anybody's guess, right? I mean, we, we really don't know. I do think things will start to normalize in the summertime a little bit. I think they're going to start, having more uh you know like maybe less distancing in the lines and maybe kind of relaxing some things but i don't know we'll have to find out we'll have to see yeah all right um do we want a good question for you to read yeah uh (laughs) so so tanya asks uh thoughts on staying at the polynesian while the epcot monorail is down should we just hold off? It's it's not like I have a car at Polly, so monorail. I'd like to not have a car. Yeah. Or I'd, or I'd like to not have a car, yeah. So monorailing at two parks would be great since strollers and buses are 0% fun, which is fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess if, if the buses are that big of a, of a detractor for you, yeah, it, it's... The other thing too is that the uh, the station at the Poly is closed down, which really doesn't matter for getting to Epcot because you could still like you would still just walk over to the the TTC, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if if that doesn't fit your your the way your family does things, then definitely find something closer. You know, honestly, um, yeah, like they're you know looking at one of the uh, resorts like Riviera or. Um, boardwalk or you know any of the ones closer to Epcot if if that's your big concern is getting to Epcot then I would say stay near Epcot and don't yeah. worry about staying at Poly right now 
Well, yeah, because uh, to your point, yeah, like you said, Polly, you can't even get to Magic Kingdom by the monorail right now because the state they literally have no station. It's being rebuilt from scratch at the moment. So, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna it, it's gonna be a little while. I mean, I don't know when you were looking on on going, Tanya, but um, you know, might be a, might be a little bit a little bit before the monorail is actually an option over at Polly. Yeah, because they said it wasn't going to be open until the summer at the earliest, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. they're making good progress, and summer's not far off. I mean, it's three, four months from now, right? So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it could be back then. I mean, who knows when the Epcot monorail is going to be back though? Like that's again, I think this all kind of hinges on whenever things start normalizing and they don't have to do as much distancing and that kind of stuff. I mean, I think that's why the Epcot monorail is down now. It's just because it. You know, they just can't fit enough people on it to run it efficiently uh, with all of the distancing needs and all that. So I, I, I my assumption, that's what it is. That's that's what I've heard. So I should uh, I should also add on to this. So the the rest of Tanya's question, she she was saying that, you know, a big part of this for her kids is that they love the water slides. So so they want to make sure that they stayed at a, a place that had a good pool. Which you know, you know, going back to what I was saying about staying at uh, at one of the other resorts. Um, you know, Boardwalk has a decent resort, uh, or, you know, a decent pool. Um, there is, again, I don't know if you can get in there at this point, but, um, beach club has one of the best pools on property. It's true. Yeah. Um, and you know, I haven't heard anything bad about Riviera's it's, I mean, the, the, I think pretty much every, like all the new resorts, you know, they have a pool with a water slide and a splash park, which, um, for the ages of her, her kids, you know, the splash park is still, will still be a thing. I know for my son, he was disappointed because we went to Polly and he saw the splash park, but he was too big to get in there. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. I, and, you know, to your point, like, I, well, I, I don't think I've heard anybody say anything positive or negative about the pool at Riviera. I, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, it just seems like it's a pool. Like, and it's, it's cool. It's not like, you know, beach club, you know. I've seen video, you know, people walking around it and they're like, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's a nicely themed pool. It has a water slide, you know, just like, you know, honestly, I think every, they all do, right? It, yeah. They all have yeah, a water all, slide of some sort. Yeah. All, all of them do. So yeah, it's, it's not, or I shouldn't say not all of them do. I'm trying to think of, uh, well, some of the smaller ones that like, at like OQS and Saratoga, yeah. don't, like, cause they have those smaller satellite pools, but like their main pools do. Right. Yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. That you can always go to the main pool and find a water slide. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess you know to that end. Um, you know, like she said, you know that that's a big draw for her kids, and and you know for the sake of saving yourself, um, you know, some walking time. You know, I would or walking or driving or busing time. You know, the Riviera is probably that sweet spot because it has the skyliner to both Hollywood Studios. And Epcot, so you're not even having to worry about walking paths. You can take the Skyliner back and forth if you need to. Yeah, and if you have a regular stroller, you don't even need to fold it up. You just r- walk it right on. Although exactly. if you have a double, I mean, I see you have you know a lot of a lot of kids there. Uh, you might have some double strollers. Then you do have to fold it up, but still better than getting on the bus. Yeah, you know, and it's constantly moving, so the line is a lot shorter. And it's uh, yeah, it's. I would say the the Skyliner is a better option if you want that kind of access to Epcot. I, I I would agree with that. That's a good that's a good idea. That's a good point. Yeah. And then also, you know, for like walking distance to to uh, you know, if you want something like that, I mean, you know, staying at Polly at this point, you can also walk to Magic Kingdom. So. 
Yeah, yeah that's I mean that's can do. that's that's still a bit of a walk, like going it all is. the way around. <laughs> it is. It's it's yeah. a walk. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying you could if you wanted to. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. an option now, you know. It it is, and, and really, I I think the biggest thing is yeah. If if you're staying at Polly right now, it's you know if you, if you're going to Magic Kingdom, it makes sense. If you wanted to go to the other parks, just because of the renovations and everything being closed. Um, it probably doesn't make the most amount of sense, especially for a large party. Like if you're trying to trying to get kids and adults and, you know, get everybody on buses or whatever, I, you know, b- back to the original question is, you know, I would, I would say hold off for now. I, I don't think it would be as good of an experience as it could yeah. be for you. Yeah. You might just want to hold off to see when that's all going to reopen and, and go from there. Yeah. All right, or um, you know, or stay at uh, or stay at Saratoga, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know how to take Jody's question because I I really don't honestly know what Run Disney even is. I I know it's like a it's the it's the the running events that they I know, do, but know? but I but I don't understand you know what like yeah it's a running event but it just holds no interest for me so I have yeah. no <laughs> yeah no concept of what you know, why, why it needs to come back or why it would come back. I do find it interesting that we're getting a lot of the questions right now of when will X come back? I mean, I, I we, we don't know anything. <laughs> so, I, I think yeah. a lot of people are just, you know, just antsy to get back yeah. to normal. Yeah. Yeah. We we all are, you know, I, I want to go back really bad, but it's still going to be a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I, 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 you know, Jody. I, as much as I want to answer your question, I, I think it's going to sound similar to our our last questions. Uh, you know, it's just we don't know, and maybe I, you know, I, I don't think honestly for that one, I just don't think any of those events that bring large crowds like that are going to happen until twenty twenty two. I just think I think you're looking at twenty twenty two for that because they got to plan those things out a while ahead of time, right? I mean, that's it's not just an event you could pop up overnight. They got to plan the months ahead of time. So to to not have, I, I thought they canceled them all for 2021 already, but I could be wrong about that. I might have just made that up. So don't don't listen <laughs> listen to me. But I thought they canceled them all for this year, and that we, they were going to start up again next year. But um, you know that would be my guess if I were to guess. Yeah, makes sense. I like Rachel's question, although I don't know if I have a, a good answer <laughs> to it. This feels like a good Damon question. This feels like a question that Damon would be all about right here. Is if you can ask any Disney uh, any question of a Disney executive while they're under truth serum, what would you ask? I don't care enough. What do I really want to ask them? I yeah, that's a good question. Oh, I got right. an easy one. I'm gonna say, do you regret not buying the theme park rights to Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, mine would be, when are you actually going to fix the Yeti? I mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I feel like they, their head would explode. <laughs> they wouldn't have a real answer. Or, or, or I would get a really, like, the the answer that I don't want to hear. But Well, then Rhodey's gone, so now, now what are you going to do? <laughs> Joe Rhodey's gone. He was he, the driving force there, and now he's retired. 
I, I don't feel that was entirely the case. I know he was very vocal about it on social media, but I, I don't think he's the only one there that wants to see no. it fixed. <laughs> I think he said something to the effect, though, if it's the last thing I do, uh, <laughs> I'll get that Yeti fixed or something on social media. Cause yeah, but there. Lot, lots yeah. of people say things on social media. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't doesn't work for Disney anymore. Uh, yeah. Though now he, he does have a new job. Uh, you know, he wasn't obviously retired. Retired. He was just retired from Disney. So, um, where did I see that he's working? I think yeah, it's like he's, Virgin Galactic, right? Yeah, he. Uh, I think he he got contracted to some place in I want to say either Dubai or somewhere like that, like somewhere somewhere over in uh, in you know Asia or Europe. To do, to do again, you know, he's still doing theme park stuff, but he got contracted to an, another theme park over there. It does not seem Disney like, Universal. It it does seem like uh, you know while this was going on that Disney gave some some buyout retirement packages to some of the senior Imagineers, and and a couple of them took it, um, including Rhodey. I mean, I don't have any information on that, but it seems like a lot of them, a lot of the older Imagineers retired during the pandemic, so. I mean, it, it makes sense because, you know, you know, a lot of times it's like, well, do you really want to go through all this or could you just, you know, put your hand up and tap out and then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Plan of attack. If you had a limited, this is Kevin plan of attack. If you had a limited time in magic kingdom on a sold out at capacity day, do you prior now? We, I don't, I want a clarification on this question. Are you talking about capacity right now? Or are you talking about capacity? Like. New Year's Eve during normal times. Is that is that what we're talking about? Or so I let, let's just assume at capacity means you know the the park is super busy that day. Okay. Whatever whatever that you know whatever the the cur- the current capacity is you know. Um, what he's asking is, do you pri- prioritize quality e ticket rides with longer lines, or do you go for quantity, aiming for the shortest lines, no matter what the ride is? So it's a matter of do you just get quantity on quantity or quality. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just get on things, you know, am I, am I riding, I wouldn't even use the bar and star as an example because that even has an awful line, but you know, whatever your worst ride is, whatever the ride you like the least, do you just keep riding it to justify the fact that you're there and you're riding something on a busy day or do you suck it up and, you know, get in potentially a two or three hour line for a ride just because of the fact that there's nothing else to do? It's a tough question. Yeah. Hmm. See, personally, I probably go quantity. I'm the type of person like I like to get my money's worth, and I feel like quantity, I'd feel more like I got my money's worth. I, hmm. I, I don't feel it's that simple myself because, like, there is still certain rides that, like, I, I feel a need every time I go to Magic Kingdom to get on Pirates and to get on haunted mansion like those are kind of my i mean they're they're obvious like you know everyone wants to ride them but um i have had it happen where you know i've walked up and pirates has been like a 90 minute line and i'm like "Mm, maybe not let you know we'll come back later or we'll you know try it on another day or whatever so it's kind of an in the moment thing like I, i i feel like i would be i would be adjusting my plans a lot on that day, like, you know, you know, getting to a ride and then making a decision and saying, you know, are we doing this or are we not doing it? I would probably go for, you know, one or two big rides just because, and then, yeah, the rest of the time would probably be uh, just getting on whatever I could find at that moment. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you'd have to rope drop an e-ticket, right? So you rope drop one of the big ones that you have to go. I feel like it's gotta be a combination. 
or you know, it's like it has your... to be a combination of like you do maybe one or two of the e-tickets and then you do a lot of the non-e-ticket ones. Well, and, and I think too, like, like the, this is something that we, we use when we are in the parks is we, we kind of screw up our, our eating schedule or we, we deliberately plan around like, you know, I would rather eat at 11 o'clock in the morning for lunch. And then that way I can be on rides at lunch. Or if I know, you know, parade or fireworks is coming, I will, I will do other things. Like I will go, uh, you know, I will go get on rides during the fireworks and I'll, I will sacrifice those things for the sake of, you know, like avoiding the crowds. Again, the, the yeah. problem is right now is you can't even do that because there's no, there's no formal parades. There's no fireworks. So it's just, uh, you're, you're getting in lineups and that's it. So, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, I, I think the context of, you know, current situation or before pandemic or after pandemic, does it does change this conversation a lot. It does. Yeah. It does, for sure. For sure. All right. All right. Uh, Damon, do you have any thoughts on this one? Or are you on a... No. <laughs> no. no, okay. I, I, there's, it, there's no e-ticket rides at Magic Kingdom in my head. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Wow. I, Hot take. <laughs> not even like space mountain or anything nope wow okay all right so we get the dan <laughs> ridiculous question of the week do you want to read this one uh trevor since i've been getting yeah. questions uh dan says why do we continue to get pixar movies for free at release while other studios within the disney bubble have a paid premier access onward soul and luca are given to us while mulan uh raya and black widow are paid access what is it about pixar that they can give away their movies hmm it's a, this is a good question uh, I, I actually, it's not a ridiculous question, Dan. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have framed it that way. Cause I think this is a good question. I do think it probably has something to do with what they think they're going to make out of it from the box office, maybe like, or, I mean, it can't be budget related, right? So, cause the budgets for Pixar movies are typically like, you know, 150 million to $200 million. So, I mean, it's not like they're small budgets. They still have pretty big budgets. Um, I'm more wondering if, or if they're prioritizing those because the Pixar brand is so strong, so they're using it to keep people on Disney Plus. I I don't know. There's definitely yeah, a strategy there, though. Yeah, you're right. Those are good potential toys. Reasons. Hmm? Toys. Toys. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. That. Yeah. I'll, so remember I'll how much money is made off of toys versus the movie? It's actually insane. So you're going to get Pixar toys that parents are going to buy versus you're not getting black widow toys. I get a black widow action figure. No. Well, that's one thing though. You don't like, <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you've seen the spread of toys that they have for every single Pixar movie. I mean, they, they have a movie called toy story. Yeah. Like, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it is, it is an interesting strategy. I, you know, it, you would think though that Raya would fall into that category too, though. Like you, you would think that they would, if they were just targeting kids and toys, you would think that Raya at least would have moved no. to that. No, no. Cause you're talking about different age ranges. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not targeted at the younger kids, right? Like Raya is cool. And, and I think, you know, we're all looking at going, Hey, that looks like a fun show, but it's not, yeah, if you if you yeah. really go look at toy money, it's crazier than you think. Like yeah. Cars toy money was insane. Oh, I know. I contributed oh, yeah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any cars related stuff from my house. But, but, yeah. My kid was like 
he was three when Cars 2 came out, which was like that perfect age where, yeah, we just had everything Mater and Lightning and McQueen in the house for a while. <laughs> yeah, I can I, I can only imagine the amount that they made on that. I'm, I'm sure it was crazy. So it, it is interesting. Like, I'm glad that not they're not doing everything on that premiere access. And by the way, I haven't done it yet. I think I when we talked about Mulan being in that, I, I think I talked about it. We were going to pay for Mulan. We ended up not doing that. I will tell you one I will do it for is Black Widow. I've been waiting for that movie for a while, and I will pay for that one. That will get done. I will watch it. First day it's available. So my my wife actually, she paid for Mulan. I, I ended up not watching it just because I had other things I wanted to do at the time. And it, I mean, she loved it. She she thought it was yeah, great. She, it was there was good. no complaints from her about, you know, paying the premium for it because, you know, it still goes back to that, you know, you know, everyone says, well, you know, why, why don't they just give it to us for free? And it's like, well, the difference is, is you're not getting the the theater time anymore right so you know usually they would make this money on the theater where you would go and like you know i mean my family is fairly cheap and you know we get away with 50 bucks for for tickets and stuff at the theater but you know that's you know paying them 20 bucks on their service for for the premiere access really you know i don't feel bad about that for for a couple of movies and, and the other thing i gotta wonder too about pixar is if i i gotta wonder if there was some prearranged agreement there like before the pandemic i i feel like you know disney and pixar have worked together for a long time they may have had something set up where you know these movies may have been kind of like what you were saying tom is you know as a as a way to get people into the platform or keep them there while they they line up these other movies that may have the premium align or the premium ticket right I always think back to the, I think it was the Imagineering story. They were doing a, a, an interview in, in that in that show with um, with Bob Iger. And Iger said the reason that they bought Pixar was because Pixar had a higher brand rating amongst kids and parents than, than Disney does. Which is crazy to say, to say, but like their, their movies had a higher, and I don't know if that's still true now. This was true at the time, right? So Pixar was tearing up the world with their movies and Disney Animation Studios was doing okay, but not nearly as well as Pixar was doing. So I, I do wonder if that has something to do with it too. If, if the, just the Pixar brand elicit, you know, makes people want to come to the service and watch it. And, uh, not that the Disney brand doesn't do that. It's just another reason for people to keep their subscription and to want to see those movies because people do love Pixar. So I, you know, I think that could be part of it too. But the, the whole premiere access thing is interesting because you do eventually get it for free, right? So Mulan, I got to watch. I didn't pay for it. I waited for it to come for free on the service and it, it was good it was really good i i mean i i wouldn't have been sad if i would have paid for it you know what i mean like i wouldn't have yeah. been like oh man i wasted my money but um but you know it, it, i waited for it and, and it was still it was still fine to do it that way i think it's all you're just paying for i mean it's 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 the same thing with the theater right when you go to a movie theater you're paying to see the movie now as opposed to waiting for it to come to streaming or to you know home video whatever um so like it's it's really the same model it's just you're paying for getting it now instead of waiting yeah the, i think the thing that people get hung up on is that you know you're right it is the same model it's just you're taking the movie theater out of the equation they're going exactly well, you know my whole point was going to the movie theater so why am i still paying for it and it's like well yeah, yeah. you know the, those movie theaters you know the, the the reason the tickets were so expensive is that you know they were getting charged a good chunk of you know the money that they made on it went back to the studios and they really only made money on the popcorn anyway. So, 
Yeah, I actually remember reading an interview one time with a theater executive where he said, "We're we're not in the movie business; we're in the concessions business." <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's true. how they make their money. They don't; they make almost no money on the actual movies themselves. They make most of their money on concessions. That's why they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, but I I don't think we gave a real reason for that because we probably don't know the real reason. But you know, toys is is definitely one of them, and uh, I I do think there's something to do with just Pixar and, uh, but you know, like I'm sure you know. Uh, you know, I'm sure Damon, you're psyched because Luca. I know you're excited to see Luca, and so now you're not going to have to pay for that. So that's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not excited to pay for Black Widow, but I'm going to do it anyway because I want to watch it. So, all right. I, I mean, I haven't been to a movie in like two years, so you know, five to, to watch Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. I think the last movie I saw in the theaters was Aladdin. <laughs> I think mine was Avengers Endgame. Oh yeah, maybe it was Endgame. No, it was a Star Wars movie. No, wait, wait, wait. yeah, yeah, no, it was. It might have been Star Wars. It might have been. That might be the last one I saw was uh, the last Star Wars. I don't remember. <laughs> it's been so long now. <laughs> <laughs> Another lifetime. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I enjoy the theater experience, but I don't. I think the theater experience is totally overrated. I mean, at this point, you can get pretty darn close to it at home. So why bother? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I hate the theater experience for a lot of things, but you know, it, it, to see like a movie like Star Wars in the theater, I think does have a little bit of a different feeling to it. But I know what you're saying. It, I mean, it depends on how big you're willing to go at home. You know, throw a 130 inch screen six feet away with speakers, it's the same experience. <laughs> yeah, if you have that big of a screen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say, Trevor? Sorry, I, I was gonna say. I think you know. I I remember you know when I was younger, going to like. Over a year, you know, I would go to the theater, you know, 15, 20 times. But, you know, lately, kind of to what you're saying, Damon, is, you know, because of the fact that I can get everything at home and, you know, there's less and less of a draw, you know, it's maybe one movie a year that I go and see in the theaters, if that. I won't even go see that. Like I said, for me, it's not even worth it. I'd rather just stay at home. Can eat dinner, can have whatever snacks you want, can get up, go to the bathroom, can pause it. There's just too much benefit there. No, I, I agree. That's a that's a huge benefit too, though the ability to pause it if you need to. You know, uh, yeah. I, I I think I had to get up in the middle of uh, Endgame because it was like three hours long, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, you get the giant movie soda, and like halfway through, I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> that's know? why you. That's why you don't buy the soda. Ever. <laughs> I mean, you gotta buy the soda. You gotta buy the soda. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, do you guys want to, let's do our first ad before we talk yeah. about DVC news. That was our last question. So we'll, t- we'll do our DVC ad and then we'll uh, talk about this little DVC news item. All right. So we have a DVC resale market. Okay. DVC resale market, a world of DVC company is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney vacation club guides and three former Disney vacation club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS, that's 382-7767. When you speak to them, please be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. So it just, you know, this isn't the this sponsor, but I just want to mention to everybody, just next episode, we are going to have on a representative from DVC Rental Store. 
Um, so we, we are going to have their brand ambassador on with us. So uh, we'll post on our group uh, any questions that uh, you know you might have for DVC Rental Store about the process, about you know anything you want to ask about uh, you know either as a trying to rent your points out to somebody or renting points uh, from somebody. So um, you know if you hear this and you're not in our Facebook group, email us. Uh, or you can, you know, post a question in the Facebook group. Either way, we want your questions for this guest so we can ask as many questions as we can. And, and this is a new guest. This is somebody we never had on before. So this should be, uh, fun. And I'm, I'm hope we don't scare her off, uh, with our ridiculous <laughs> behavior, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be exciting. Yeah. Me too. It'll be good to have a guest on uh, to talk about that because I know we we've gotten questions about it, and and part of the reason why this started actually was Damon had questions about the process. So um, I know he was looking into to renting. So I you know that's we were going to have somebody on to talk about this. So cool. All so right. anyway, uh, so that was all of our questions this week. Uh, not a, not a ton of questions this week. I think we I think we might have posted the the call for questions a little bit later than usual, but. Well, uh, I think it's also fun. spring break for some people, so they're yeah. not necessarily thinking about this stuff, which is fair. You know, yeah. we all need a break. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, I wanted to bring this up because this was uh, some. This is our DVC news section, and you know, there's not always a lot of DVC news, and this isn't really news necessarily. But there was a segment in the uh, most recent um, DVC. Um, what do you what do you call it? Why am I blanking on what the magazine is called? DVC. <laughs> oh, the um, the Insider. Yeah, DVC Insider. Yeah, that's the DVC Files, the DVC sure. Files magazine. That's what sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So DVC Files, there was an article actually posted in there about the point chart adjustments, uh, because you know there was a lot of people that were um, you know upset about it because they changed things around, and so they gave a really detailed like reasoning behind it. And I mean, this is you know stuff we knew, but I I kind of appreciate them kind of going into like the nitty gritty of like why they did this. And and truth be told, it feels like this is very much a. Um, I, I mean, as we said this before that this was a positive change forever for most of, most people, right? So this is good for the for the whole, right? So it's not great for everybody, but the idea here is to uh, spread demand out so that they're getting you know people are able to get rooms when they want to get rooms, and you know that's that's the idea here because you know I think the number one complaint you get is people are like I can't get a room at this time that I want to go. Uh, that's what they're trying to do here. So I should, I don't know. Should I read this whole statement? This is pretty long. Um, no, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think you summarize it pretty well. Um, yeah. the only thing I would pull out of it is, you know, they use the example of, um, you know, you know, fall has typically been a very high, um, time for reservations. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, people want to go for food and wine festival and, and just generally, um, I mean, fall has always been a busy DVC season. So, so it's what, cheaper because it was lower points. So. It was, yeah, traditionally it was. So, so they're trying to flip that by they've increased the points in, in fall, but then they've lowered the points in the summer season to try and encourage more people to, you know, balance out either, either coming, you know, in the summertime or, you know, if you're going to come in the fall, it's going to cost you more points. And, and that's, I think, where a lot of people got upset was that, you know, they, they maybe had just enough points for, you know, a particular section in fall, and they may have been pushed out of being able to, to use those points, right? So, so it's, yep. it's a matter of, and, and, you know, I noticed this too, like looking at booking trips for next year is it's like, you know, hey, I was used to, you know, having, you know, like 20 points left over. And, um, I think, yeah, I, I think I, I moved my trip to February and it actually went over 
the amount of points that I have, but I wasn't worried about it because I already had banked points from this year into next year anyway. So it, uh, you know, it did, it didn't hurt me anything because, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are in this situation right now. And I think this is also part of what they were trying to do is, you know, people have a lot of pent up points. And so readjusting and making these areas, um, cost more is making people use up their points, which, you know, it, it helps us down the road so that we're not having to fight for availability because everyone has pent up points all the time. Right. I think that they're going to have to do a lot of different things because of the pandemic. And, you know, one of the yeah. things that they were doing is, I mean, food and wine and all that stuff was put into place because they were notoriously downtimes for them because nothing was really going on. Right. And then all of a sudden it became this huge, like, oh, well, that's the time to go. I think they'll use certain things like that to adjust when people want to go as well. So I think that they have a lot on their plate, but they just can't do as much with the pandemic. So I don't necessarily know if we won't see another adjustment at some point as well. And, you know, they need to continue to adjust so that, like Trevor said, that we're not, you know, all going at one time, right? Disney's best scenario is that there is no busy week and there's also no down weeks, right? I mean, that's what they would like to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I mean, the, he says in here too, the, uh, and this is the person that's their head of, um, Oh gosh, where was it? He, he, what his title was. He's the a manager of club strategy and development, but he, he said in, in his statement here, these are these annual reviews and strategic periodic adjustments are part of our ongoing multifaceted event to help members book the best possible, possible vacation to your, so your point, Damon, they're going to keep doing this, right? This, this is going to be an, this is an annual review. They're going to keep looking at these and maybe make slight adjustments every year, uh, as opposed to like the bigger ones like they made this year, which they do. They've always done that, right? So that's not surprising, but this is a, this is just kind of a bigger one that's happened, uh, this year and a bigger change. I really think what this really means is that we need another festival. <laughs> we need a, we, we need another we, festival. We've got another three one. now, right? So, well, yeah. There's there's art. There's food and wine, and there's flower and garden. No, and then there's the Christmas one. So there's four. <laughs> yeah, because the holiday one is good too. But yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that's what we're actually looking for. Is we need that one downside festival, right? That's during the down points yeah. of what the year currently has, and then trust me, that won't be a down point anymore. It seems like what they've been doing is just kind of adjusting the start and end dates, right? Like, so they're like yeah. making it yeah. start earlier and later, you know? So there'll always be a festival going on? I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's... Pretty much what's going on in Epcot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I just wish there was more different ones, something different, but I don't even know if I need that. Well, and I feel like they're leaning into the whole festival thing, right? By they, you know, in the new plans for the new Epcot, they had the whole festival center that they were going to build. Like it's, it's, it, they're here to stay. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. And I, I'm with you, David. I'm, I'm all for the festivals. I, I, I love so, the festivals. You know, so because really, it's that, mul- it's that multitude of differing food options. So for the people that go often, you're saying, okay. I don't have to eat the same stuff because that's another interesting thought. How often do the menus at restaurants change? It's not very often. So there's a, there's a bunch of different things that they could do that don't seem like they would be all that cost prohibitive, but I I would take that as another option as well. Give me like a restaurant change week where what you're doing is you're making changes to the restaurant menu. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a festival, but that would be awesome. I'd be on board with that. What were you going to say, Trevor? I, I was going to say, so so. What would this next festival focus on? Because we no, no, that's had- what I'm saying. I, I'll be I'll be okay with being away from that festival now and being restaurant change week. 
where all the restaurants <laughs> change just, their menus once just a year. Restaurant. Mm. Yeah, I'd yeah. be down for that. Because really, what is the festival at the end of the day anyway? It's about eating. Just give me that. I'm yeah, good really? with that. E- even Flower and Garden, it's all about eating. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so like, but it's you know, it's it's funny you said that, Trevor. But like, I feel I, I was thinking to myself, okay, like, what different like themes could they do? But sometimes I feel like the overall food and wine festival is kind of like a catch-all, right? Like they can do anything they want within yeah. that generic festival, right? Like if they wanted to do a booth of all like you know, futury food, they could do that. You know, like they could just throw that into food and wine. Now, whereas, you know, the art festival and the and the uh, flower and garden are a little more themed and a little more specific, and, and so is the holiday one. But like food and wine itself can just be anything they want it to be, right? <laughs> it's just a generic theme. It's food and wine. So, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, though. It's I, I'm all for more festivals and or making them longer. I mean, it's fine, too, you know, if, if you want to do that. But... I think now the only time a festival's not happening is basically what, like during the summer? Yeah, because that's outside of DVC, that's the busiest time of year for people to come. So, you know, they don't, they don't feel, they don't need need anything else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They they don't need to run a festival during that time. Exactly. What other festival? I have a balloon festival. That would be awesome if they had little mini air balloons with characters in them over the parks, but like at a low enough level that they don't have to like impede any of the, you know, FAA law, uh, traffic, air traffic laws, they kind of keep them low. I'd do that. Festival. That would be great. So you could see, like, you know, people, the characters riding over you in little mini balloons. I- I'm down with that. <laughs> what an interesting idea. You're just reminding me of a kid when I was a kid and there was the balloon festival in New Jersey. That's the, we yes. Go to well, that's yeah. where it comes from. That's where it comes from, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's what you're referencing. Yeah. I, re- I remember that. Um, I think I met a Giants player when I was there. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a good idea. But I, you know, reading this, like, I know it stinks for some people to have their points adjusted, you know, to have the points adjusted. And, you know, now it's more expensive for you to go during a certain time of year than it was before. But Try something new. Go a different yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what they're trying to get you to do, right? I mean, that's that's the idea here. So, yeah, I, th- I think for us, you know, we were, we were pretty locked in on, like, you know, September or November, and, you know, we, we're now talking about, you know, February, March, May kind of time frame because, yeah, you know, it's, it, look, the other thing too is that, like, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, life keeps changing. And I'm realizing that, you know, the time that we were going before may not actually be the best for us anyway. So, you know, we do have to yeah. try a couple of different things. But again, you know, everyone has different scenarios. But like Damon said, you know, the, this is they're kind of giving you an out here to you know you can justify going a different time of year <laughs> exactly yeah yeah trying to push people to do that and it makes sense i mean you know i think all of us want to be able to book whatever we want to be able to book right so and that's what they're trying to do so well um, if you buy enough points it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah i guess yeah it's true yeah. uh so i i think we we did enough on that topic right yeah yeah i so Go ahead, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I want to talk... This next one you have on here, the... Uh, oh, shoot, I lost. The animated yeah, the, theme the, park tickets? Yeah, okay. So, and through Disney Magic Mobile Pass? Yeah, this is the new phone thing that we talked about yeah. two mm-hmm. weeks ago uh, on the smartphone. Uh, so your ticket is going to show up on your phone, and they're, they're going to have all these different designs that you can do, like dozens of styles, and they're animated tickets. So, like, when you scan it, like, it does some sort of little animation on your uh. phone. But I'm not looking at my phone when I... Okay. 
<laughs> Listen, I think it's a cool feature. It's, it's like your customized magic band. It's 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 similar to that. I feel. Like. I I guess it just you know a, a little animated picture on the phone seems a little. Uh, I don't know. It, like seems like Tom shouldn't have made a news item about it. Like yeah, it's not I worthy. Kind of had a feeling you guys were going to say that. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. We can move on yeah. to the facial recognition thing. Yeah, let's let's talk about facial recognition. That's kind of interesting. I'm all for that. Magic bands are dead. <laughs> well, you still need your magic band. For nope. This. No, you don't. No, nope. in the future, no more magic bands. They're all dead. You're just going to walk up and pay for things with your face. Your face, and that's mm-hmm. it. And and you know what? When you think about it, how much more money is that going to make them? If all you have to do is just give a little wink and a nod, and you're good, <laughs> right? What if you had like a pin number that was a certain sequence nope. of winks? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Do can... YMCA to yeah. food. <laughs> you do a certain hand symbol, or you 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 blink your your right eye twice, followed by your left eye twice. It's I, like... I honestly think though that this is what we're going to get at the end of the day. We are going to get a full blown facial recognition only, and it is going to make them so much money. It's going to be unreal because again, if the easier you make it to pay, the more money they're going to make. Well, that's what Magic Band was in the beginning, too, right? I mean, they, they even said in the beginning with Magic Bands that they made more per guest with Magic Bands than they did without because people, you like you said, they ma- you made it super easy to pay. All you're doing is tapping your wrist and typing in a PIN number real quick. This is even easier. Uh, I, would, I would love this. I would love this for everything and everywhere. I, I think this will make sense for people like us. I think for one-time goers, uh, you're still going to have Magic Bands or at the very least, you know, park tickets. Because yeah. Yeah. because not everyone is going to elect to do this, right? I, well, I agree with you. It's it's way easier, and and you know I'm I'm on board with it too. But I'm just thinking about those one ofs, and sure. yeah. We started talking about the topic before we explained it, by the way. So I, so <laughs> Disney's testing out facial recognition technology at, um, at Magic Kingdom. So whereas before you would scan your magic band, you put your, your fingerprint down and the, the, instead of doing the fingerprint, they're using facial recognition, uh, which is, you know, of course, an important thing right now when we're trying not to touch things, uh, to be kind of touchless, right? You know, to have them just scan your face. Now, I think this is interesting that people are worried about, like, the confidentiality of this like disney doesn't have you on cameras every single place that you are in the entire park like you know like if they wanted to steal your face they could just do it from from any of the many yeah. many cameras <laughs> they have around the parks already and and you know all they're really doing with this it's the same thing they did with your fingerprint right so when you did your fingerprint the first time they took it they had an algorithm it turned it into a number they didn't save your fingerprint they just saved the number and then the number you know, was attached to your tickets. This is the same thing here. They're using your face. They're mapping it. They're creating a, a number with it, and then the number gets associated with your with your 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 tickets. So it's it's not like they're you know going to make a clone out of you from from <laughs> scanning your face. Like I I guess I don't know why people are worried about the privacy part of this in in my mind because they have you on camera everywhere. You know, yeah. yeah. This is the thing: is if you're worried about privacy, you know, by the time you've hit the transportation and ticket center, they already have you on camera, so you've kind of lost that battle yeah, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So. And, and the the other thing too about this is that, uh, like you were saying, it's it's yeah, you know, it, it, it's that next step, and um, it's it's really no different than the fingerprint and. Um, I, I don't know why some people get kind of worked up about this stuff, honestly, like it, it, it it doesn't seem like, 
This actually feels yeah. less invasive than my fingerprint. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I mean, you know, it's it's really like, you know, I, I actually think back to, um, you know, when we went to Disneyland, like, like people don't realize how big of a problem it is for people like stealing park tickets or like the, there's oh, like yeah. this underground like <laughs> yeah, people no, trading used park yeah. tickets and stuff like that. Like I actually, I, I saw, um, I saw a lady trying to get into Disneyland years ago and she scanned a ticket and the person, and you know, they had the photo ID attached to the ticket and the person looked at it and they, and you know, right away a plain closed security guard came over and started interrogating this lady where she got this ticket from because it was obvious that she had bought it off of, you know, who know, like, you know, it was a used ticket or it was, you know, a, a fake ticket of some sort. And so, you know, she got caught with it. And the thing is, is, you know, it's not that she was necessarily the one doing wrong, but there's somebody out there doing it. And you get a lot of innocent people that get caught in these kinds of things. And this, yeah, this facial recognition means that, you know, if you bought a ticket, it's your ticket. It's not, you know, trade it with your friends or, or any of this stuff, which, you know, some people may say, well, that's not fair. And it's like, yeah, but, you know you know, Disney, you, you know, Disney needs to control that because, you know, when you're on the other end of that, where you get screwed out of a park ticket because somebody stole your park ticket, you know, at that point you would have wished that they had some way or, of controlling it. Right. Not, not only that, but how many times do your kids lose their magic bands? I mean, it's happened to us, the family yeah. we travel with all of that sort of stuff. This is great for kids that happen to lose stuff all the time. I don't need to worry about it. And look, it, it's Disney property. They can do whatever they want. And if you don't like it, just don't go. That's it. Argue about the fingerprint, argue about facial recognition, just don't go. Well, it's worth noting, too, like, if you refuse to do the fingerprint, they take a picture of you on a, on a tablet. I mean, like, it's no, regardless, there's some, they're going to take a picture of you, they're going to have your fingerprint, they're going to do something. So it's, you know, even if you don't like the face thing, the, you know, or the fingerprint thing, they're still going to have your picture in some way, somehow. So, um, yeah. Face this just is just means testing, that, by the way. Good, sorry. Yeah, the face thing just means, like you said, it's it's the least invasive. And people don't realize that is that you know, you know, it is actually the least invasive option of everything that we have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and based on what I'm reading here too, it seems like it went a lot faster than the fingerprint part. Like it seems like people were moving much quickly, much more quickly through this. Um, so I, you know, that could also help lines too. I mean, it could help move people quicker through if you're just looking at a screen really quick and, you know, that would be nice. Yeah. Moving right through. So I wonder how it's going to handle identical twins. That is a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) That is a tough one. Just thinking about the outlier situations, right? Well, I mean, like, listen, right now they're testing it. They're even people are still leaving their masks on. So they're not even getting the mouth part of your face. I don't even think that that's what they're they care about that right now, obviously, while this is being tested. I, I don't think that they anticipate people still having masks by the time they roll this out, you know, wide. Uh, but they did have people take off their glasses and their, and their hats. So, um, yeah. That makes me wonder if it's actually more of an ocular recognition. They're it just saying be. it's facial. Yeah. I, I think it is, isn't it? Wasn't it the eyes that they were saying? Well, they were saying facial recognition, but they're, I mean, I don't think they said anything about the eyes necessarily, but it could be. No, I think there was something about that. If you kind of read into the thread a little bit, I think that some people were saying that that's what they were doing, which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about masks or anything. Yeah. It's just, it's just your eyes. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is an interesting test. If they're doing this test for the next 30, 30 days, by the way, this is a 30 day test that they're doing. So, um, you know, it, we'll have to see what they decide to do with this. Obviously at some point, uh, if it's still there, when I go to magic kingdom, uh, in a month now, uh, I'll definitely test it out. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see if they, 
you know, expand the test or if they, they ended uh, within this 30 days. But um, I, I think it's cool. I think it's an, a good, I mean, it's, it's a logical next step, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I can still wear my magic band too. That That's the other thing. I know you say magic bands are dead, Damon, but you know, I can still wear my magic band. You can't stop me. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. They're dead, but you can do whatever you want. I'll still wear it. <laughs> Speaking of my magic bands, my wife and I cannot find our magic bands from our last trip. And now we're looking at buying new ones. <laughs> we, we don't know where they are. Uh, they, they, they're somewhere. I They're somewhere in this house. I know they are, but. Another good reason, or actually, yeah, going back to what Dame was saying about, you know, people losing their magic bands, right? Yeah. And Magic Mobile, too, right? This is the good thing about having it on the phone, too. So, I mean, unless you lose your face, you're good. Yeah, that's that's that, exactly right. That's so, a harder one. Yeah. Uh, why don't we go ahead and do the ad for, for Monera, and then we'll pick back up with uh, talking about the train. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so we talked about DVC resale market before. If you're looking for financing options for your DVC purchase, look no further than Monera Financial. Monera, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader in financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go check out their quick online quote first. You might be surprised at just how affordable joining DVC can be. So go to MoneraFinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. And when you speak to them, make sure you let them know that Welcome Home sent you. I'm just waiting for that zero down. That zero down? <laughs> waiting for that zero Low down. down payments. Very low down payments, though. I mean, you know, it's pretty low. So this is not something I want to talk about necessarily a lot, but we've been talking about the high-speed rail train uh, to get to Disney World. And so more information is coming out about this now. And it looks like they... Like everyone's hosed. That's what it looks like. Yeah, pretty much. That <laughs> Basically, they're now looking to start service as early as 2026. <laughs> so, which sounds about right. Uh, that doesn't shock me because anytime we have any of these train, uh, you know, kind of high speed rail uh, construction projects, they take forever. I mean, they don't even have the route uh, mapped out yet for this. So they and they still got to buy all the land and all that stuff. I don't even think they have any of that. So it's they're still they're still pretty far off with this train. It, uh, sorry, I, I'm hung up on you saying high speed rails take forever. They take forever here. There's a bit of an oxymoron there, I think. Oh, okay, because it's high speed. Yeah, well. It's, but it's taking well, forever. Yeah, The construction no, I, I projects know, take forever. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's it's annoying, but you know it still doesn't change what we're doing because, uh, you know, you, you can still get on the... It, I, I know, you know, for myself, you know, it would be great to just to hop on a bus and or hop on the train and go. But, you know, yeah, the, the mirrors buses will still be operating. So, meh. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I don't disagree with you. I mean, this is much like... You see, you're used to this because you are used to going to Disneyland where they, you know, didn't really have a service, right? So, yeah. you know, you had to get yourself there anyway, right? They they, they had they had the express bus. They, they called they it... They called yeah. it the Disneyland Express or something, but it was still operated. Actually, I think it was through Mirrors as well. Yeah, probably. And but again, you still had to pay for it. And yeah, exactly. It exactly. didn't. It didn't make me want to go any less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I always felt like the train option was going to be a while off, but I mean, once it finally does get into play, sure, it's going to be better. But you know, it's still far off. Yeah. 
I don't want to talk about this one for long because I feel like we have yeah, some good ones coming yeah, up here. Speaking of things we'll never get. Um, oh, man. If I lived in Florida, I'd get this in a heartbeat. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I guess you stand a better chance of getting a, 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 so that they revealed um, Walt Disney World license plates in honor of the 50th anniversary. So you can get if you live in Florida, you can get a, a Disney World license plate, which how quick are these going to get stolen off of people's cars? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. These are legit license plates. They're not like decorative. Yeah. These are your actual license plate, and it's got the 50th anniversary logo on it. And it's got Walt Disney World on it. And they've never done this before. I think this is they said it was the first time um, that they've done it uh, with with something like this. But 100 percent of the proceeds go to Make a Wish, which is cool too. I mean, that's you know, it's not like Disney getting a profit here. This is uh, them. It's 25 dollars to get it, and uh, all of the funds go to Make a Wish. So. Which is cool. Yeah, I don't think these are going to get stolen. You can't steal somebody's license plate. Like that's that's a step up from a magnet, man. From stealing the magnets. Well, because well, what are you doing with it anyway? People take like road signs and put them up in their garage. So I could see somebody taking license plates yeah, but, and putting them up on but, a wall. But in the U.S., my guess is that the difference between taking that stuff and a license plate holds a little bit of a different um, penalty. I feel it's very illegal to steal a license plate. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you, but people have done dumber things. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I feel like you always see it in a movie right before there's like a heist about to happen. They always like steal someone's license plate. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to see too much of that. But yeah, no, I, I think these are cool, though. I, I would get this if I lived in Florida. I, I think it's a neat looking, especially since the proceeds go to Make-A-Wish. But uh, also just because I think it's a cool looking design. I, I like the logo and, and it's cool to get a Disney plate. Mm-hmm. I think so anyway. So it's actually you, so it's a criminal offense, by the way, in Florida. Oh, yeah. you Googled this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I figured as much. But again, I don't, you know, people do dumber things. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. So would either of you guys get this if you could, if you were in Florida? No. No. Nope. No, no I, I, I wouldn't. You know, we they offer, uh, or well, up here you can get a license plate for the local hockey team for the Calgary oh, yeah, Flames, yeah. which, you know, is cool. I've seen a couple of. I've seen a couple of uh, cars with those plates, but yeah, I, it's a lot of extra work when I already have a license plate. Understood. It makes sense. Here in North Carolina, it's super easy to get a custom plate. Oh yeah. There's tons of them. them. Yeah. yeah. And they have lots of designs too. And it's yeah. cheap and it's easy. It's not like New Jersey was. It's way easier to, you here. do it all online. It's like you can do, you do it online and like, and it's minutes. cheap though. Yeah. Yeah. For how, how much is it, like 30 bucks? Something like that. I don't know, but I don't think I think in New Jersey the tough part was it was a reoccurring fee yeah. every year. Yeah, I don't know if it is here. I don't think it is. Well, it's also a lot different here because our driver's licenses last for like seven years. In Jersey, it was like one year. Like every year, you had to go get a new license. Oh <laughs> my like, gosh! I think it was every two years, but here it's seven years. And it's like Trevor Tom's just lying. He, he hasn't he hasn't been in New Jersey long enough to know. That's not the case, Tom. It was. It was every two years. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe it felt like that i don't know maybe I mean, it felt I, like that I, I don't know it's been a while since i lived there but so I, I you know co- yeah. coincidentally, I, mean, I grew up I, in new jersey what are you talking about <laughs> coincidentally i literally just renewed my license yesterday because ours is every five years so i'm gonna google this now Damon. i need to look it up i need to look it up and find out because I, I i we've started something apparently or well, I, I don't know what you you know you guys i i don't get the whole new jersey thing so you know <laughs> you All do right, you. it's four years okay <laughs> exactly right, that's not years. every two years 
I swear Tom, it was two Tom years misremembers New Jersey because it's been no. so long since he's been there. No, I, I <laughs> and he wasn't. Was, and, and here's the other wait, thing, Trevor. On. He wasn't actually in real New Jersey anyway, so it's very difficult. What are you, because what are you talking about? I wasn't in real New Jersey. Dude, you were in the the most non New Jersey part of New Jersey, right? You were in the this pseudo middle jersey whatever they call it <laughs> doesn't really exist no one really claims that part of new jersey i mean you know I, <laughs> I don't have anything to say to that it's part of new jersey i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> anyway <laughs> kind of new jersey like eh, maybe i mean do you consider like south new jersey not new jersey too is it only the parts that are up by new york that are new jersey i mean you have south jersey and that's totally like a philly thing yeah and that's okay but it's you know it's not the same as middle new jersey which is nothing (laughs) which is nothing all right well nothing it's this blank area unless you live uh, down the shore right and then you're down the shore so there's there's really only three parts of new jersey right yeah there's northern new jersey the shore and south jersey and that's it so I don't know where Tom lived, but it wasn't any of those places. <laughs> I swear I remember being like every two or three years you had to get your license renewed, but I, it's but been it, a while. It wasn't because I did. I got my license in New Jersey. I mean, and then had it in New well, Jersey I did too, but I just don't and, remember. You know, the, the, this whole metropolis thing is very confusing to me. I, you know, for me, it's you either live in Calgary or you don't. <laughs> Tom lived in some like alternate universe of like, you know, really you could plop and take the middle of New Jersey and stick it like Midwest and it would fit better. Like that's kind of like how that area fit into the whole scheme of the U.S. (laughs) What are you? That doesn't make any sense at all. I lived in a very highly populated area (laughs) of Middle New Jersey. Yeah, it was highly. I'm air quoting over here. It wasn't like the farms (laughs) down south or like the you know the parts up north that are the mountains. I mean, I lived in like a suburb. It was you know a lot of pretty large, uh, pretty large area. So I don't know what you're talking about. There's three parts of New Jersey, as I said. North, south, and the shore. That's it. It's all that exists. Is is Narnia in there too? Like it's yeah, it he might as well have gone through a cabinet to get to his home because that's what I feel like about oh that God. part of New Jersey. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> all right. Well, I put this next topic on there just for you, Damon, even though it feels kind of flimsy. Ooh, feels yeah, extraordinarily but, flimsy. Okay, but you th- know what? This is a it, rumor, yeah. This is so rumor, but it definitely is like changed my whole thought process. So, you know, the rumor again of Future World Hotel project possibly revitalized. In Epcot. Yeah. In Epcot. Yeah. Like, I I don't even know if we need to go through anything else. I mean, either you heard or you haven't. But again, this is my dream. It is. This is my dream. So it makes it very difficult if they did put a hotel in the front of Epcot, anywhere in Epcot where I'm in Epcot or just, you know, a short, quick, you know, I don't know, five steps away, right? Like, I I need to be close, close. If this happens, though, I'm buying there. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's not even a question. Like, this would throw any other discussion out of the window if this existed. That's just where you're going to get. That's where where you're going to buy no matter what. Yeah, like, I think I I would buy there no matter what. Just because. Would you sell your current points and just nope. go all in there? Oh, okay. No, so no. I, you know, because the thing is, too, is I started to think, like, you know, maybe I want to buy just some points for, you know, my kids to have. Because, right, my kids really, in theory, they won't really have my points, right? Yeah. So. Well, no, yeah. That That's what I was thinking. Like, maybe, 
you know, if there was something like that. So I think that would be interesting. This is this is heavy rumor, by the way. So this was this was a rumor like a couple years ago now. I think it was like 2017 that this yeah. was a rumor. But then this guy on YouTube, that's a real estate agent, uh, found some sort of information that there was bidding beginning on this hotel. So like meaning like a, a contractors bidding for the for for the contract to build it. I don't know if that means anything, but you know, it's fun to talk about though. And, and yeah. this man, I think this would be a tough buy because I think a lot of people are going to go that same route, right? Because if they do what they say they're going to do, it will really be the only one that's in a park. Like yeah. in, in a park. Mm. Well, let me, let me maybe for now that we'll right, see when Disney we get World, to it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> At Disney world. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Disney world. That, who yeah. cares about Disneyland? We don't care about that. <laughs> we care about Disney world. Oh, Damon. <laughs> There's also, I think Disneyland Paris has one. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, but yeah, a couple of foreign parks too. For for, yeah. for Disney World, that would be a game changer, and I think that the same thing though, Trevor, would happen as what happens in Disneyland, right? I think it would be untouchable. Yeah, the, the it would be a premium, and un- unless you have it, you're not getting in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's already tough, even the ones that like like a boardwalk or a beach club, you know, beach and yacht Wait. club. That's 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 in the close proximity. It's hard to get those, right? And, and it, it, yeah, yeah. It, it would be it would be tough because I don't know what I would want point wise. I think that if this opened up, I'd have to start doing a split stay. I feel like, and then the question is: Do you do it in the beginning or the end of the your end stay? Of the trip, yeah, yeah. Do you do it and then like eat, 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 and then you're like, oh, no more food. When is this over? Or I think you kind of do it as the last part of your trip, right? Yeah. It's worth noting that the uh, that the address on this has has this hotel residing between oh gosh where's the picture oh uh, like right kind of like behind the living seas kind of yeah that would be like awesome. between between the land and the living seas yeah what if there was another restaurant that looked onto the aquarium or something like from you mean from the hotel somehow yeah I don't know that'd be cool I don't know if you could do that but depends how close they would build it to the living seas yeah <laughs> yeah. This is pretty cool. I guess it's called the seas now. It's not necessarily it's not the living seas anymore. We all, right? we all know what it means. Yeah, we all know it's the yeah. living seas still, always, forever, right? <laughs> but yeah, this feels very, very flimsy though, because this is just some dude on YouTube that found some sort of <laughs> listing for bidding for this project back in February. Right? But man, that would be cool. Yeah, I, I will say I'm I'm thinking back to um we we had one stay at the Grand California where we're, where our room was literally above the entrance into uh, California Adventure, mm-hmm. and the way that that trip started was you know the beginning of the trip we were over in Disneyland most of the time, and we were there for six days, and by the end of the trip, so I, like day four, five, and six, mm-hmm. um, we were pretty much entirely in California Adventure because of the fact that you know we walked in. We would go do whatever, and then when we were tired, we would just pop back up to the room, you know, take a break, you know, if it, if nice, it was right? raining, change, yeah. And so, so that kind of, kind of what your point, Damon, is, you know, it turns into you're not, you're not actually even leaving your like hotel bubble. It feels like you're just like yep. popping downstairs to do something. When you've had enough, you just go back upstairs, have a break. So yeah, I mean, that's... the thing is, reservations would have to go away for this to be really, really worthwhile, though. Yeah. Right, that's the only problem, I think. Or it has to change enough that you can, yeah, you don't have to plan sixty days out, right? Like it, it has to be very, you know, you can just kind of wander around and. I just go, yeah. I think we should go to Epcot for dinner. Let's do that. 
Yeah. I don't know. The, the, the thing is, though, Disney Springs is making a fair play at that food, you know, situation, which is what Epcot was so good for. I mean, Disney Springs is, is pretty close to the same thing now, right? I mean, what sort of food can you get in Epcot that you can't necessarily get in Disney Springs now? There's a lot of That's, good food options yeah. at Disney Springs, yeah. So, so maybe Saratoga is actually the hidden gem that you don't realize. You know, this is a, it's not accessible to Disney Springs, right? Yeah, you can just yeah. pop over. Yeah. The, the only thing is, is that I don't feel like there's as much just pop over there food. You know what I mean? Not sit down wise. I mean, Disney Springs, you're more sit down. I mean, there are like the more moto street food and there are, you know, your favorite poutine place, right? With the taco poutine, which is the best. <laughs> but outside of that, like it's, and I, th- I think it also gets more crowded at Disney Springs. I don't know how that's possible, but it feels more crowded. Just no park yeah. ticket, right? Yeah. Cause anybody yeah. can show up anytime. Right. So yeah. 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 You don't need a ticket. So anybody can just go and wander around if they want. This this kind of reminds me though. I was again. I know I keep mentioning this, but I was watching the Imagineering story again. And you know, if you look back at the uh, the the plans for Westcott, the West Coast version of Epcot, they talked a lot about having like uh, hotels within the park that you could like at night at like you know two o'clock in the morning you could like walk out and wander around, like if you wanted to, which would be really cool. Not that you could do this here. You probably wouldn't be able to go and wander around Epcot. You know at two o'clock in the morning, but, um, but still like the idea of that proximity is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can see that. Cause again, you know, being in California adventure when, you know, everyone else is leaving and you're like, like you, 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 that's exactly what it is. You know, when the park is closing or when, you know, everyone else is thinking about, Oh God, you know, I got to drive home for an hour. I got to drive back to my hotel or whatever. And you're just standing there like, you know, well, I can leave in five minutes and be back at my bed. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see where they're going with that for sure. I listen, I do hope that they do this and it does seem like Disney is all of a sudden on a, um, I don't want to say all of a sudden, but it seems like they're starting to bring back some of their, uh, some of their spending around projects, right? Yeah. Which there, leads us into our next topic, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is definitely a push. And, and this, this next topic is specifically the Disneyland Resort uh, announced plans for theme park expansions and more. So um, the there is a site... Who saw this coming, by the way? This was shocking. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I didn't think they would push it as hard as they did. I was hoping that it would happen. I'm I'm glad that they're being aggressive about it is yeah. the big thing because um for a long time they've been <laughs> they've been playing nice with the city of Anaheim and um yeah yeah there there's been a whole bunch of of political stuff and and the city of Anaheim hasn't wanted Disney to do certain things and they you know you know we've talked about you know the next DVC hotel that got shut down and you know eventually turned into an expansion of, of the Disneyland hotel this is them, um, you know, I, I think Disney finally said, you know, fine, you know, we're not, we're not going to ask the, the city of Anaheim for anything additional. So, so this expansion is using all land that Disney currently owns. So they're not asking for any more land. They're not buying up any additional land. They're just saying, you know, we're taking our land and we're, we're, you know, designing. It's not actually a third theme park. It's an expansion to both Disneyland and California Adventure. 
is, yeah. is what they're doing. But part of these expansions is that it will encompass uh, both the Disneyland Hotel and Paradise Pier. So those hotels will actually turn into what we were just talking about is hotels that have or that they're in the middle of of a Disney park. And so, yeah, you, you do have literally that bubble of of being inside of Disney, staying in the park when everyone else is going home. I I I think it's interesting that you brought up the political part of this, right? Because I I saw this and I immediately saw in my mind that Disney's seizing an opportunity here. And what I mean by that is Anaheim is getting killed. Their tax revenue is getting killed by Disneyland being closed. They yep. they just I just read an article they had to take out a two hundred million dollar loan to cover the tax shortfall. Right? I think Disney sees this and goes. Anaheim's vulnerable. We can now we can throw all this stuff out into the public and you know be like this is what we want to do to revitalize the city and it puts the city in a bad position they, where they have to be like well you know we we kind of need them <laughs> you know which yeah. is obvious and we need to kind of go along with what they're saying here and and this is interesting because they're talking about stuff from the 90s that the city approved specific plans to guide the growth of Disneyland Resort and businesses uh, and. You know, they talk about these plans that were already approved, but what they're asking them to do, they were like traditional, like zoning, basically, that was done. Disney wants to do combination theme park, restaurant, retail, hotel, all in the same place. So instead of just these traditional, like zones. So I, I do think Disney's doing this strategically to put Anaheim in a bad position and, you know, use. I think they sensed an opportunity because Anaheim is, is, is struggling a little bit, which is terrible. You know, we don't want them to, to struggle, but I, I think Disney knows that and they, and they're coming in and going, look, we can make all these investments and bring in all this new tax revenue and bring in all these new people. And by expanding all this and employ all these other people to do this. And, and they, they are naming it Disneyland forward that they even have a website. I don't, I didn't look at the website, but I saw that they have a, a website up, uh, with all the, these plans in it. And, um, you know, it's interesting that they're trying to utilize things from the '90s that were already approved to go go with this. Yeah, and and it's um, you know they're, they're very smart to do this, right? It's, oh yeah, it's sure. it's totally you know they they know coming out of the pandemic here, like you said, you know they they know the position that the city is in, they know the position that they're in, and you know this is absolutely the right move, and it's hard not to see it as a win win because. Um, like you said, it, it's going to help the, the, the economy, you know, there's going to be a ton of construction, a ton of jobs created because of this. And then, you know, Disney is also, you know, they, they, they've made sure that they've said, you know, Hey, you know, we're not asking for any extra tax breaks or anything like that. So it, they're making it really hard for, for the city to say no. And the, and the thing is, is that this gets them back in a position where, um, it seemed like the last couple of years, you know, as we had, we had talked about it on the show, is that it, it seemed like, you know, Disneyland was kind of, you know, the, the city of Anaheim was kind of, um, they were playing hardball with Disney and saying, you know, no, you know, you're not running the show. You're not. They had the upper hand for a while. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they, they were really controlling it. And this is, I think, Disney's way of bringing that back around yep. and saying, you know, yep. you know, sorry, guys, I, I understand. But uh, you got to remember that, you know, Disneyland is kind of the reason, like. This was an orange field there. <laughs> before. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, the reason Anaheim is even there. Yeah, it's but I, I do think it's interesting. They're talking here. The the lands could include that. They would add Frozen, Peter Pan, Tangled, which is coming to Tokyo Disney Seas, mm-hmm. uh, the Zootopia Land from Shanghai Disney, Toy Story Land from Hollywood Studios, Tron Light Cycle Run. Uh, they 
also, I don't know if you, so some people zoomed in on the theme, on like the concept art and noticed that there was like a Black Panther land in there, um, in the plans. And part of me thinks that Disney's like, these plans are not obviously all that, uh, finalized, right? So it's, it's more of, the, of, uh, we could do all this, we could do all that, we could do all this, right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Concept art is just that. It's exactly. it's just concepts. I I'm not holding my breath for one thing or another. The one thing though that this the, so from the concept art and, and you know I know that there's always a direction that comes from it. Um, the so my brother la or in 2019 went to Tokyo Disney Sea. Uh, so so he you know I saw a lot of video and a lot of pictures from that and and so Disney Sea is you know it's kind of like their equivalent of California Adventure. But there's a lot of really cool stuff there that, you know, when I looked at it, I was like, yeah, you know, they've got like Midway Mania, but then they've got this cool um, um, journey to the center of the earth yeah, ride yeah. and stuff like that. And inside the volcano. Yeah. And, and and that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from this is that, you know, you know, like they said, you know, it's it sounds like they're going to bring some some attractions that previously existed in, um, you know, you know, other countries. And they're going to they're going to roll those into Disneyland, which you know, that, that just makes Disneyland all that more attractive. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't have to see like, you know, Black Panther or anything. It's, you know, really whatever comes up there, you know, more is better. And it, you know, it gives me, you know, that we, we were already talking about buying points at the new expansion to the Disneyland hotel. This is, you know, this is going to kind of seal that for us is, you know, it, 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 sure. it's a no brainer for us to, to, to get points there because, you know, there's going to be all this new stuff, but it's still also somewhere that we want to go regard, you know, even regardless of all this being built, you know, we were still planning to go there anyway. Yeah, exactly. But I, how do you feel though about them? Like importing stuff from different places? Like I, I, I think it would be cooler to have unique stuff there, but if they are going to bring in stuff from other places, like maybe don't do it from like one of the U S parks. If you do it from one of the foreign parks, I think that's yeah. better because it's more unique. Right. So like if you're bringing in the Zootopia land or if you're bringing in the, the tangled one or the frozen one, those don't exist at Disney world. So that would be cool to have it at Disneyland as opposed to bringing in toy story land, which we already have at Hollywood studios, you know? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. It's, you know, they, I, I think they need to do that. They need to bring, and, and I guess, you know, on the flip side of that, a lot of the, the attractions that started in Disneyland were mirrored at Disney World and were mirrored at other international parks. So, you know, it, it has already gone the other way. You know, they're, they're already in the habit of doing this because, you know, that, you know, D- Disney has always found ways to save costs. You know, you can go back to looking at, you know, old movies where they, they reused animation between movies, just, you know, you know, like redrew the character, but use the same animation because yeah. it saved them money. This is the same thing is, yeah, they, they do reuse rides across the parks. And, you know, if, if they said, you know, yeah, we're bringing in a, a ride from Hong Kong Disney, even, you know, Tron light cycle run is a good example of that. Yeah. yeah, you know, it existed overseas and they're bringing it over. Am I going to be mad that somebody else had it first? No, because, <laughs> you know, I, I get but, to at least get on it now. <laughs> I guess it, I guess I'm guess more yeah. looking at it at the standpoint of you're somebody who goes to both Disneyland and Disney World. Wouldn't you rather have unique things in both places? Um, I Yes and no. The, the thing is, even the rides that are duplicated between the parks, there's enough difference between them that they're they both feel unique to me. Like I, gotcha. Okay. I, I will, you know, 
you know, like I said earlier, you know, I, I want to ride Pirates and Haunted Mansion when I go to Disney World. Same thing when I go to Disneyland. I don't write off those rides just because they exist in both parks. Yeah, but Pirates is different at Disneyland, right? I mean, it's got a whole it's, different... And so different, is Haunted Mansion. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It, it is. You're right. So they're different rides. Like, I guess it's... I, I get... When they do the cookie cutter stuff that's exactly the same, like, at least make it a little bit different, I guess. I, I you know, I don't know. I, or, I, like, I can't... Yeah, I can't think of a of a ride specifically that is cookie cutter between parks. Uh, that's a good point. Um, you know, I, but I'm saying if they throw in if they if they bring over Tron Light Cycle Run, it would just be like a you know the same ride. It would just be the exact same ride, right? Um, yeah, you, you're right. I oh, mean, it's, Rise of the Resistance is the same, right? And the the Star Wars stuff is the same. Yeah, I get. Yeah, okay, fair point. I guess I haven't been to Disneyland since Star Wars, so yeah. I guess yeah. If, if those are direct clones, then yeah, I I can see the point there. Is you know, I I would I would skip those if I knew that they were exactly identical and I'd already ridden them in Disney World. Yeah. Now, fair point. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. <clears throat> I that being said, t- talking about this Black Panther thing, so like I think it would be cool, but I also feel like if you're going to build Wakanda, like you don't like just based on the the concept art where it looks like it's in like a little corner, I feel like just making the big like stone Black Panther thing and then some like waterfalls and a ride just feels underdeveloped. Like it feels like if you're going to do it, do it. You know, y- you <laughs> like, haven't been to Radiator Springs though. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Radiator Springs is not a huge land. It's literally, it's literally just the main road in Radiator Springs. And when you think about it, like that's that's not a lot of space. It's not. No, it's not. Yeah. It, it's very straightforward, but it is so well done that when you walk in there, it you like, you know, it it takes your breath away for starters, and um, you know, even the ride, you know, the ride is in the back corner. Um, it's. Yeah, you know, they, they can definitely do it. You know, space is not the biggest thing. The biggest thing is making sure that, that they're making good use of the space and good use of the theming. I also want to know, Trevor, if they keep tearing up these parking lots, where are people parking nowadays? Like, you know, well, like they, California Adventure was a parking lot. This would be a parking lot that they're tearing up. Like, where, where are people parking? <laughs> so what's happened is that uh, on, well, I know specifically on Harbor, they, uh, so Harbor Boulevard is, uh, one of the roads that runs right next to, to Disneyland. This, this was where all the hotels were that, you know, when Disneyland was built, a bunch of people bought up the property nearby and built these hotels. And they've had these hotels for years and have refused to sell them. And, you know, you know, Walt even got annoyed because he wanted to expand and he couldn't because, you know, everyone had boxed him in with these hotels. Yeah. Over the last couple of years, I know a couple of the hotels um, um, have been bought up and torn down for the intent of, you know, parking space. So the yeah, so they, you know, and, and they're also building they're, they're not just building parking lots anymore. They're building parking structures. So, you know, it's still it's yeah, yeah. it's these vertical structures so they can fit more more people in there. Um, I think what you're going to see is more and more, you know, the, these hotels that were next to Disney, um, you know, some of them are getting run down and some people, you know, they've had them for so long and, you know, they just, they want to sell them off and Disney uh, has I, the money now to buy them off and yeah, take yeah, them. Yeah. And I, I think that's, what's happening is, you know, Disney is taking those opportunities. And so you'll eventually have, um, you know, you'll have less of those neighbor hotels, which, 
you know, really is, uh, um, not that big of a deal, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's going to change a lot in the next couple of years, I think is what you're going to see. And, and I think a lot yeah. of people, you know, that were used to, um, you know, having all, you know, all these other smaller hotels nearby, you're just going to see those hotels disappear and there's going to be parking structures there now. Well, I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you need the parking, right? So, yeah. All right. Well, anything else on this topic or anything else we want to bring up before we wrap this, the show up for the day? No, um, I, actually, oh, one, one last thing. So the only thing yeah. we didn't mention was um, uh, west of, so th- there's this, this big expansion, or, yeah, so so the, the big expansion is east of Disneyland, but then there's another section of land that they have west that's actually by the convention center that... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there, or no, sorry, I have that backwards, sorry. The west expansion is what we were talking about. The east expansion is um by the convention center where they're talking about turning that into like what disney springs is now but it's going to be like accessible by the convention center so gotcha that makes sense yeah something to think about there (laughs) yeah and and it just it does look like they were talking about a new parking destination on the east side of the resort which would include a pedestrian bridge um so it looks like i mean they obviously they're going to think about that kind of stuff so and Disney will work with area businesses in the city to invest in and encourage the use of public transit and ride sharing. So it, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that they've worked out here. I mean, like, listen, it, there's a chance that none of this happens, right? So, like, they, they still got to get the Anaheim to go along with this. And they, you know, still need to get the, you know, secure the funds internally to do it. And uh, But it seems like they want to expand the, 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 the parks. And, and that's a smart thing to do. And it's good investment for that area. And, you know, means more jobs and, and uh, more more people going through that area so i I think it's a great thing i mean uh, i i'm excited for it and uh you know especially to see some of these uh you know what they come up with what lands they do end up putting in there and what uh you know new things that they put in there i think um i think it'll be interesting to see yeah for sure and the one thing i i said this on our our facebook chat and i I still stand by this is you know regardless of what they do i'm never staying at paradise pier again (laughs) Uh, it it was it's just not a good hotel (laughs) (laughs) i i I, i've never stayed there so i don't know but um you know i'm sure there's some of our listeners that are laughing at that right now so (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's go ahead and wrap up then on that note okay uh yeah so sorry, I lost my place in the oh, rundown. Oh boy! Do you even? I mean, do you even need it at this point? Like, you probably remember all this stuff. We've done this like 120 times. <laughs> exactly 120 times. Yes. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly 120. To- this well, this will be the 120th. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. It was funny because so just one second. Though. Oh, hold on one sec. So I, you know, I did that. Um, that guest that I did like the guest spot on um, DCL Duo, and that yeah. came out this week. And um, I had to laugh because my mom texts me and she's like, "Oh, you sounded really good on that podcast." And I'm like, "Mom, I do this every week. Like, I, you know, like this is not <laughs> it's not a new thing for me. Like, you know, like I've got some experience in the, talking about this stuff into a microphone. I, I know what I'm doing. So, but um, but it was very nice of her. It was a very sweet mom thing to 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 send to text me. But still, uh, I had to laugh at that because I was like, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, we've done it a few times. You know, we <laughs> <laughs> you, so. you haven't listened to the other." 
hundred plus episodes I've done, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But please, everyone, please go check that out. Uh, our, our, that's our, yeah. our friend over there. And, uh, you know, check out DCL duo. And, um, if you really want to listen to me babble on more, please go, go do that. Um, and, uh, it's a good podcast that they put on there. So anyway, you're interested in cruises, go listen because exactly. If you're interested in cruises. Is. Yeah. 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 What's amazing is they just started their podcast last year and they're on like episode 90 something. And it's like, man, we've been doing this for four years. We're only on 120. We're like really slackers compared to some of these other people. <laughs> so anyway, anyway. Okay, let's yeah, let's wrap this up now. Um, all right, as usual, if you guys have any questions, um, you know, we, we talked uh, uh, earlier about we're going to be having a DVC rental store in our next episode. And if you if you're listening to this and you're not in the 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 uh, Facebook group, you can always email us questions at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. So um, you know, keep that in mind. We, we always love hearing from you guys and, uh, you know, we still get lots of questions via email. So, so keep them coming. Um, outside of that, you know, as I mentioned, we are on Facebook as welcome home podcast. And if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, look for welcome home Disney waitlist, uh, get in there. You know, we have next week, we have a DVC resale market. So, you know, there will be questions in there. And outside of that, you know, the, the, our members in there post, really fun stuff. Sometimes there's, um, there's good discussion there. Everyone's, everyone's there to talk Disney, like how we talk Disney on this podcast. So, um, make sure you join that group. And also if, uh, you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, it's called welcome home podcast. Once we get back to the parks, you'll see more activity on there. You know, Tom should be able to put up some, some videos once he's able to get to the park in April. So if you're not subscribed there, make sure you are. So you don't miss that kind of stuff. And you can also follow on Instagram as welcome home picks. Same reason is once, uh, once we're able to, to start doing more, more park reports and stuff like that, you'll, uh, you'll be able to get more of that content on those platforms. And as usual, if uh, you do like our merchandise, if you, uh, if you would like a t-shirt or a mug or a mask, or anything like that, and you want to support us, you know, make sure you go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and uh, pick some stuff up because, uh, you know, it helps us out and you guys get some cool merchandise. And as usual, if uh, you found us on iTunes or even if you, if you just have an Apple account, you know, we, you know, leave us a review on iTunes um, or any other service that, that allows you to leave reviews. Um, we do read the reviews, but it also helps other people find the podcast. We read every review, and sometimes we read them on the on the show. Exactly, uh, <laughs> if they're entertaining. <laughs> uh, of course, also don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast, so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find podcasts. You can find us. Just search for uh, Welcome Home and look for the one that says Disney and DVC. Uh, by the way, I saw another podcast that started like last year that like completely just stole that a, Dis- a D- disney and dvc podcast right off of our our tagline i was like i want to talk to these people they just like the exact they like just copy and pasted it really uh, yeah i'm gonna you know i forget what the name of the podcast was besides that part right because <laughs> they had a different part in the beginning it wasn't then it like says, it wasn't like dvc podcast y'all or something like that no it wasn't that <laughs> it'd be funny if one of our listeners started that though. that'd be pretty funny yeah. 
Uh, a couple people have tried to request to get in that group, by the way, and no one's getting into it. It's it's, it's <laughs> shut down. So anyway, continuing. <laughs> Just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a Disney cast member or DV- DVC representative for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to our sponsors, DVC Resale Market and uh, Monera, for sponsoring this episode. Please check them out. Uh, we only ask that you support the people that support us and and they do support us quite a bit and they have for four years so <laughs> dvc resale market has anyway but monera is there too so please check them out um join us next time for more disney parks discussion of course more dvc talk we hope to see you all real soon this is skipper albert a wall the voice of the jungle signing off from welcome home podcast on the dvc when we hit a how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Leading.